And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. In 1999, as a professional motocross athlete, Aaron Baker sustained a career-ending spinal cord injury. He fractured cervical vertebrae 4, 5, and 6, rendering him a quadriplegic, paralyzed from the chin down. He was given a one in a million chance of ever feeding himself again. From the onset of his injury, his focus was on rebuilding and redefining his life. Today, he is recovering quadriplegic, husband, father, adventure athlete, author, orator, entrepreneur, and ambassador for spinal cord injury. All right. Well, first off, uh, welcome, Aaron, to uh, Aware Now podcast interview for the adaptive issue. This is my partner, Allie, who is an amazing human being. Um, and we're grateful to have you here today because you are definitely an example for any human being that you know, is faced with adversity, you know, um, your journey is, is definitely a, a very empowering uh, journey. So we look forward to hearing about all this. I think first, it'd be good if you could start off by telling us, we always ask the same question. Uh, who are you? Not what is your name, but who are you? Who am I? Well, I am, I'm called Aaron Baker. <laughs> But I feel like I feel like I am a um, a mirror, a reflection of you and others to show inner strength, spirit, possibility. Through my adversity, through my struggles, I'm able to um, reflect that to others and and show. Show them what uh, what you may be able to overcome, to transform adversity into a grand adventure, which is what life is. That's right. It is actually can be if you allow it. Um, I think it might be helpful if you tell us a little bit about your accident and your injury and how you found yourself in that. You know, just tell us about your 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 experience that led you here. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Over two decades ago, I was just a, a young, ambitious athlete. I was a professional motorcycle racer and I suffered a, a traumatic fall. Uh, I had a mechanical malfunction and I fell off the motorcycle from a great height and I impacted the ground, breaking my neck, which instantaneously paralyzed me from the chin down. And I remember the moment vividly. I remember everything leading up to surgery. And I awoke um, a few days later to a grim prognosis. The neurosurgeons gave me a one in a million chance of ever being able to feed myself again. And not long after that, I had an even more profound experience where uh, I suffered pneumonia, my lungs filled with fluid, and I flatlined. Um, and that moment 
has been the foundation to my entire life moving forward. It's a vivid experience, profound, as I said, one that awoke me to our interconnectedness, the beauty that is life. When I opened my eyes for the second time in my life, I took a breath with great reverence and gratitude became a mantra. And so I realized that the greatest gifts in my life are time and love and all I can do with that is share it. So essentially I've built my life on those values. Wow, that's deep. I mean, I, didn't, I knew, but I didn't know. So thank you for giving us that explanation. I mean, when I hear stories like yours, I'm always jealous because when I suffered my, you know, similar life altering experience where I almost died, I kind of took the wrong path. Like I didn't, love wasn't the, the recipe for me. So I admire that your ability to kind of shift and navigate through that and, and rebuild because it, it's, you know, for those of us that have suffered some sort of variation of that, it's not easy, right? It's tough to like muster up the balls to, to get it done and, 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 and get through it, you know, in a positive light. So kudos to you for that, you know, and you are an example, like I said. Um, tell us about your family. I mean, you know, we like to have conversations here versus ask questions, right? Um, but I, I know, you know, one thing I see as I observe you on social media and, and have conversations with your family is really important to you. Tell us about, tell us about that. Absolutely. Time and love. You share it, right? You share it with those you care about. I'm truly blessed to have incredible loving family members surrounding me. And so, you know, my intention is to just show up and be present for them day in and day out uh, to reciprocate that love and generosity, that ferocious support. You know, I want to be that for them. So I'm a new father. My little girl is turning two. So I, I guess I'm I'm well into it now. The terrible twos are true. <laughs> she is a wildcat. Uh, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it every day. I've built my life style uh, which affords me time with her. I'm able to uh, to work from home and, and cherish these moments with her because the cliche is true. It goes fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Well, I, didn't, I didn't have terrible twos. I thought everyone was like, brace yourself. I mean, it wasn't for me. I, I got terrible 20s going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the twos were, were, were amazing, you know, but I, I, I can understand it and it does go fast. Having a girl is a whole nother vibe for, for a dad. You know, it's like. I love being a girl dad. Yeah, oh. well, me too. I got two of them. I love it. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> love it. What is, what's your favorite, you know, if you could hone in on one thing, like what's your favorite thing to do with your daughter? Mm. I, I was actually just paying close attention to that this morning. Here in my office, she'll knock on the door and She'll come in and she'll jump up in my lap and reach for the highlighter pens and the pens. And then she'll come over here on top of my st stack of important papers. She pulls out <laughs> the coloring That's book. Right. That's right. 
And so we'll sit here together and and draw and color and count things and name things and read. So these are special moments. I really enjoy that. That's one of the cool things I think about parenthood is just that adaptability that is required in any given moment. Um, I was making snowflakes, cutting out snowflakes with our son and they were not just snowflakes they were transformer snowflakes mama i said oh that's right let's do that instead so adaptation uh in so many levels but certainly with with parenthood yeah, yeah you know anytime she just kind of makes herself present at any given time i may be in the middle of something important but i'll just stop and recognize you know this is very fleeting like i won't have her at this size, this age, this, you know, moment. So I just pause my life and say, you know what? Come here, honey. Let's Yeah. Yeah. Let's That's so. great. Art art is definitely a good, you know, it's interesting you say that. Like obviously I'm in the art business, but that was one of the things that I like to do the most with my kids too. You know, I mean, I, I, I prided myself on bringing them to events, you know, because it's like big badass Eddie's got a daughter. You know, it's kind of cool, that little shocking thing to see me carrying my kid. But I really like creating art with my kids. I still have, at 20, I still have a box full of, you know, art supplies. I bought them 17 years ago, along with all these drawings. Mm -hmm. Motivate me. Maybe I'll pull them out this holiday season and do a little video or something. That's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I do, I know that you're giving back constantly, right? Like you give back to your mm -hmm. family, but you also give back in a lot of other ways too. Tell us about Red Bull, uh, Red Bull's Wings for Life. Wings for Life. Yes. Uh, Wings for Life is Red Bull's charity of choice. It was founded by, uh, <clears throat> the, the founder of Red Bull, Dietrich Mateschitz and his best friend, Heinz Kindergartner, who's a world champion motorcycle racer. Heinz's son, Hannes, suffered a traumatic spinal cord injury back in 2003. And those two leaders scoured the globe for some type of solution to this injury. And Dietrich thought, you know, why is there not a cure for this injury? Because it's just that, it's an injury. It's not a, a disease or an ailment. It's not genetic. Um, and so, you know, he thought, well, let's just fund the best world, you know, world-class science and, and research, and let's push this this forward and let's find a cure. So he he vowed to to do that and, and and thus created Wings for Life and have been funding research ever since 2004. I sit on the board of directors with that organization, and we are incrementally moving the needle closer and closer in, in multiple areas of research, stem cell being a primary area. And I feel like I'm a part of the solution, right? I, I want to help make this um, happen for the future. Hopefully in my lifetime, I'll get to just spring up out of this chair and do a cartwheel again. But it's not about me. It's about the next generation, my daughter's generation. Yeah, you, you talk a lot in your book about the mind, the mindfulness and the mental state of, of getting through it. You know, and that's kind of the basis. Tell us about that. I mean, there's a bunch of things that we want to talk about. Ali mentioned the, the what was it, the toenail polish portion? Yeah, the painted toes bit. Yeah. I, I'm curious to just have you share that bit of it. 
Sure. Well, we just we jumped right into. Yeah, we segued. <laughs> well, that's this is this is it here. That's the rebellious recovery. This is the not for sale copy, but that's the book that was just recently published in this past summer. I'm very proud of it. It took a lot of a lot of hard work for me to to dig in and and relive a lot of of my history. Uh, it was a cathartic experience. But I'm proud of, of what uh, has been produced and the stories that, that are shared in there, the people that are recognized. And a little bit of the process, I touch on this mindset process. I've, I guess, kind of distilled it down into a, a simple framework, an acronym called BASICS. You know, six letters that are somehow meaningful to me. Um, and essentially, what you're referencing, Ali, is, is Painted Toes. It's a section in the book where Early on in my recovery, my sister painted my toes with her nail polish, rainbow colors, against my will. <laughs> um, but it, it actually served me quite well because it became a an exercise for me, uh, the art of visualization. Visualization was uh, a, a tactic or, or something I was familiar with as an athlete, something that I, I practiced um, you know, visualizing positive outcomes, visualizing perfect technique, visualizing winning, or, you know, uh, and, and somehow I instinctively applied these, this same fundamental principles to visualizing my body, connecting my brain to my body, my mind to my muscles, using color, using my painted toes. I would visualize blue from my left blue toe, up my left leg, into my spinal cord, up and to my mind, then red, red swirling through my spinal cord, yellow and green, and I swirled all these colors around in my mind and willfully pushed them through the injury site in my spinal cord, illuminating my body in this kaleidoscope of color. Because otherwise, you know, the, the act of visualizing your electrochemical nervous system is quite ambiguous it's quite challenging unless you truly know anatomy unless you really understand the nervous system which i didn't but i did understand color and so that was the way for me to focus my mind into my body and it was my left blue toe that connected first that's amazing oh so just when we talk about the mind and the body working as one and finding their way together so beautiful yeah so powerful. It's, it's like the 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 album cover of uh pink floyd you know the dark side of the moon where you've got that that white light that goes in and then it refracts all the colors on the other side mm -hmm. interesting my mind was that and I'm actually uh, uh, preparing the, it's a guidebook, really. It's a really short guidebook called Painted Toes, um, which I'll publish uh, next year. And hopefully that will find its way into the hands of folks that are trying to make that reconnection in an artful way. So speaking of, speaking of art, you know, we, uh, we share a common goal in, in the art world artists for trauma 
I know that you've been a long-standing board member and, and, and a champion of Artists for Trauma for a while. Uh, you want to tell us about how that came to be or, you know, just tell us about Artists for Trauma. Well, Artists for Trauma, as you know, uh, was founded by our, our dear friend, Laura Sharp, who herself suffered a traumatic experience. Um, and in her, her redefinition and her rebuilding of life, she uh, came to the realization that she uh, has an opportunity to, to give back and to, to make um, a greater purpose out of her suffering. And so she, she created Artists for Trauma. And at that time, I had recently founded a restorative exercise business, a gym with my mother. So we had this sacred space where people could come in and, and exercise and improve the quality of their life. And Laura came into the space and we connected. There was an instantaneous kinship. Uh, you know, we, we could relate to each other, sympathize, empathize. And all we wanted to do was, was share with this community. Right. I had people coming through our doors that were, you know, suffering on some level. Laura brought her her community of artists and and volunteers in, and we created this amazing experience at my facility. And Laura and I just knew that we needed to to work more together and to uh, you know amplify the program, engage the community. And I've been a part of it ever since. Amazing. That was back in 2011. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm a newbie. You know, I'm a newbie. But uh, yeah, her story is amazing. And some of the work that we do is amazing. Looking forward to 2023. Absolutely. We got to get together and chop it up and figure out some roadmaps to success and how to integrate everything that we're all doing. Because that's what it's about is proximity and integration and collaboration. And I think that's one thing that we're all here gifted with is like so many, you know, so many amazing things happening around us that we can utilize to help others. Being of service seems to be a common thread. So you know, I can appreciate that. Um, Allie, what do you got? Um, man, I just, um, I'm just so inspired by the work that you do and the amount of work that you do. Uh, it seems you sit on so many different boards involved in so many different organizations and um, yet you seem to have just this serenity about you. I'd love to hear on the days, because they're not all good days, we all have good days, we all have bad days. On those hard days, on those tough days, what is it that helps you push, push through that? Such a great question, Allie, because Believe it or not, today's a hard day. I'm not, I'm not extremely clear today. You know, I, I scribble on my whiteboards, I make my notes, I read my books and, you know, I conceptualize my future and try to organize my thoughts and such. And I'm not always really clear. I'm not always really strong. My body is still severely impaired and you know, managing a spinal cord injury is my greatest challenge, especially as I age. Um, so that still, you know, uh, has a monopoly on a lot of my bandwidth. Um, but I, I kind of, I called you out, Eddie, the last time we spoke on the phone because you said, man, I'm burning the wick at both ends. I'm just, uh, I'm running around, I'm busy as heck. And 
And I, I can completely relate to that, but it's also about as we age, finding that grace. You know, you often hear balance, but it's more like the awareness of the now. Giving yourself that space to just be present and allow, it's, it's really an act of surrender, which is a great source of power. And not projecting too far with anxiety, not, re, you know, reflecting back too far with depression, but being present, being peaceful, being gracious and grateful. That's why, you know, in this acronym that I put together, it's breathe first, turn your attention inward, surrender to the moment. And then when you inspire, inspire with intention commit to the process and then serve others that's the acronym basics so i repeat this in a cyclical pattern in my mind to try to just keep moving forward and do it do it graciously so it's a great answer not, yeah today's not super super uh clear but i am happy to be here with you guys that's enough so everything <laughs> you said i did oh because today was you know Today, it's been a rough couple of weeks. November's never fun for me. My dad died on November 11th. You know, I was in the hospital for attempted suicide shortly thereafter. You know, attempted suicide on Christmas Eve. So November 11th through Jan 7 are usually a very destructive time for me, you know. And surrendering is what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm heavy 12-stepping right now. And surrender is, is definitely a key portion of my process right now. So it's like to the point to your point like just don't think too far back and don't look too far ahead and sometimes that can seem boring you know because we're such producers right it's like so if i'm not like scratching off the list or like getting a win i'm like well, what am i doing today and sometimes it's okay to just be and accept it as it comes you know so thank you for that reminder Aaron. you're a wise a wise young man and i can appreciate that yeah. Well, I'm 43. I'm no spring chicken. Wow, that's young. <laughs> that's young. You're going to live to be 90, so you're not even halfway there yet. Well, I love how you, uh, in one of your most, your more recent posts on your Instagram, I don't think I'm going to get it right, but you were talking about that you can't, if you have anxiety, it's because you're, you know, living in the future. If you have depression, it's because you're stuck in the past. And just to find that space, that serenity that comes with just, to your point, what you just said is being present. And um, I'm not sure why we, we feel so tethered to either past or future destination that it's so difficult to just be. We're human beings. Why is being so hard? I don't know. <laughs> it is the challenge, right? Um, I was asked, you know, recently, I've done some, some pretty audacious athletic endeavors like cycling across the country or walking across that valley which are are extreme undertakings but they're quite a bit easier than just the monotony of daily life because they are very specific targets very you know focused goals that you you can suffer for but yeah. you know relentless daily mental suffering is is much more challenging to to manage 
Yeah, how about so, that trike? Tell us about tell us about your motorcycle. Oh, that's a motorcycle. Yeah, that, now I have a motor. <laughs> I spent a good long while uh, human powered. You know, in my process of recovery, I did a lot of human powered things. Now, uh, the motorcycle was reintroduced to my life 19 years after my spinal cord injury, and I do have a Harley. Yeah, I, I yeah. modified it in a way that allows me to to ride it safely enough. Uh, so that I can enjoy the wind in my face and the freedom that it that it gives, and there's there's enough healthy fear in in doing so that it, it keeps me mindful and respectful, and I love it. I love what you just said there. Mindful fear. Um, yeah. There's something powerful about just that term. Yeah, I mean, we we naturally are. are fearful creatures right with our own self-preservation we're always analyzing risks uh, versus rewards and i think about the risk versus reward with this motorcycle because i have a lot to lose in terms of of my family and my well-being and the risk that i take riding that is quite high i'm very aware but what it does for me in my life experience is, again, I am that mirror. I am showing my daughter, I am showing others that in the face of this fear, I choose love, I choose the adventure, I transform the adversity. And I live wide open, you know, and I try to be mindful of that process. I don't want to be scared and I'm not going to be, uh, and I'll be little because of it. So respect it, and then grab the throttle. What um, if you had to like, if somebody came to you with a similar similar condition as yours in the early days, and I know you have a book that kind of walks people through some things, but if you had to advise someone on on, on you know what to do, and not not the big answer, but just right now in the present, like, hey man great success i'm so inspired by you but i'm scared to death what do i do what would you say i've said this often you just have to be willing willing to face it willing to be open to the reality of it the fact that it is suffering and where I found the most solace was at night when I lay my head on the pillow that I was satisfied, let's say, content with my effort. But not satisfied with where I was, content with my effort, my effort in life, and whatever that it was, if it was a flicker of movement or none, if it was the movement of an arm or my first step, that I gave all of myself to that process. And if I was in a dark space, I'm in a dark space and that's human. But then celebrate the wins as well. You just have to be willing to walk through the fire. The way to the other side is through it. There's no other way. You have to take responsibility for it. Own it. And there's a big 
distinct difference between acceptance and owning. I never accepted my spinal cord injury. I owned it and then went forward with it. Acceptance for me is a bit yeah. passive. When you own it and take responsibility for your circumstance and the choices that you deliberately make, then you become empowered, inspired, and you act on that. That's so big. Be willing. be willing. That's big. That is big. What about you? Start, you have, you start. You're starting a new company, correct? Yeah, I've I've formed. Um, it's a it's an educational platform, which is under development. It starts with the books. Uh, and it will be a consortium of, of masterminds, others like me, that um, you know have, have lived through their own adversity and have, are compelled, like you, like Laura, to share it and to be a guiding light for others out of the dark and into the light. It's called New Mind, P-N-E-U-M-I-N-D, which is an amalgamation of Numa which is a word that, that is stoic in thought, the creative force of a human, and then mind. So, new mind. Well, sign us up if you need anything. We're here to help, right, Allie? Indeed, we are, absolutely. Besides just spreading the word via our platform, we do have an army of angels that are behind us that I'm sure can relate and resonate and be of service. So the Aware Now Quad is here for you. I love yes. that. I love it. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. And thank you yeah. for um, making me think of when you just were talking about the will, you have to be willing. It made me think of uh, that cliche where there's a will, there's a way. I don't think I'm ever going to think of that in a different way now uh, than what you just shared right there, because that was really powerful. Thank you for hey, everything by, you've shared. By the way, Allie, is Aaron aware of your condition? MS. Yeah. I didn't know if she had told you. So we're all fellow travelers here. We are fellow travelers. <laughs> well, the thing you're of it is... You're fabulous, Allie. You're, well, you're, you're living so well with it. The thing of it is, it's like, again, like realizing the wins, right? Like, yeah, you know, lost vision this side, but still got this one. So, you know, rock it like we do. And that's what we do. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right well again. thank you aaron for your time your inspiration and your willingness to help others you are a, a champion in my mm -hmm. eyes and i'm grateful to have you as a friend and a partner in this process likewise i appreciate you both thank you sincerely thank you so much thank you Al, are you going to give us that special aware now to buy the... Why don't we do that? Why don't we just, again, with gratitude, say thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your words of wisdom, your light, your love, and thank you for helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Thank you both.
tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.